Welcome back to another episode of Working Class Fishing. I'm John Morris. Somewhere on this screen is Brian Keachley, and our guest is Chad Bauer. Chad, thanks for coming on, dude. Well, it's my pleasure this evening, guys. Oh, yeah, we're still here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my, my my internet went kind of wonky there. But, dude, yeah, man, thanks for coming on and just really taking time out of your Saturday evening and coming to talk with us about fishing and whatnot. Dude, oh, so, my... oh, I'm sorry. This is my pleasure. I love doing this. I, I, I would do it every day if I could. If someone would pay me, I would do this. <laughs> Chad, so tell us something about yourself, dude. I mean, other than, you know, you like long walks on the beach and, and you drink Miller Lights, but how'd you get started in fishing, dude? It's Miller High Life. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, so like I was telling you guys uh, before the mic's heated up, I'm a Western Pennsylvania boy, born and bred. I, I live next door to the house that I grew up in. And sitting at this podcast table right now, I look out the window and see a pond that I grew up bass fishing, bluegill fishing. I learned to carp fish there. It's uh, I started doing that probably when I was like, seven or eight my mom would let me cross the road by myself and i'd go over and i'd catch green bass I, I loved it and then uh the more and more i did that the more and more i got intrigued in in other fish so as i progressed into high school uh i had a friend and we started doing uh the local bass masters so i had a 12-foot john boat with a 9-9 and we'd go we'd go flipping like stomps and shit and catching bass and doing tournaments um that was fun that was a blast but then i turned 21 and i couldn't wake up at early every sunday morning i had way more things to do i i can actually tell you a funny story about the last tournament i fished <laughs> we, went to, <laughs> we went to an adult establishment the night before and uh oh, shoot i think we were there till four in the morning and i had to be at a local lake conneaut lake at six so i slept in the bed of my buddy's truck on the way home, loaded my boat, drove to the lake, launched on time, and I just found a back bay out of the wind and just slept the entire tournament. And I said, oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just wasted a $45 entry fee to sleep in my boat. So uh, that, that was the last tournament that I ever fished. Um, and then after that, I started doing steelhead and all this other the fun stuff that Western Pennsylvania has. And do you want me to keep talking? Yes. Go yeah. So, <laughs> so by this time, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I ended up finding the love of my life, my, my wife, and we got married. And one day she was sick and I said, Hey baby, I'm going to the river. And this is the, the tale of me starting to fly fish. So I was throwing uh, plugs at a dam trying to catch walleye or pike or what, whatever would bite. And I wasn't doing, doing anything. wasn't catching crap. And I look behind me and I see these carp tailing. They're tailing. I was like, That's pretty cool. So I tied on a trout magnet on a spinning rod and I threw, and I hooked like three carp right in a row. I was like, this is pretty fun, but I could do this with a fly rod and make it even more fun. So that night I went home and I tied like four woolly buggers in olive with a brown tail 
God, he's pretty sweet. And I put some lead dumbbell eyes on him. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm the next Bill Dance. <laughs> and I went out there the next day. It was a Sunday. There's no one there. The water was super low and it was clear. And I saw these carp. I was like, oh. So I led them. And at this time, my casting sucked. And I wasn't like stealthy walking through the water like I am now. As you can tell, I'm a giant. I fall everywhere. That's <laughs> gay. I'm fat and I'm obese. Um, but I started catching carp. And it was like, oh, I never want to do anything else ever in my entire life. So I rode that carp train for probably, I'm going to say three years. I walked the dirtiest, dingiest ditches, uh, retention ponds. I still fished that same dam. And I love it. I love urban fishing for carp. And then, oh, shoot. About seven years ago, I met a guy on the Drake Forum, which is kind of a defunct internet platform now, the, the internet message boards. And he was giving away a drift boat in the state of Maine. I said, huh, I'll take a drift boat. So my dad and I, we drove to Maine. We picked up this drift boat that my buddy Jasper, he's now my buddy. We, we're good friends now. He, uh, he made this drift boat out of just aluminum. It was, uh, it was awesome. It was um, a McKenzie-style drifter. Brian, you, you're probably yep. very familiar. I got one. Oh, do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I learned to row on a 12-foot John boat, which really sucked. And then I moved my way into this boat, and it's awesome, but it's heavy. It's super heavy. Like now all my friends are getting rafts and we could take them anywhere we want and we could go wherever you want to with them. But, but this boat's heavy. So I'm sorry. Uh, it takes a man to row a drift boat. Okay. Go ahead. No, it, no it, Raft just is a damn rubber ducky it floats in the circle, right? They, they work good in the shallow river. That's fine. But I'll tell you what, it takes a man to row a drift boat because when you smack a rock, you know it. So, go, go ahead, Chad. But that, that's kind of what our water is around here is shallow rivers, shallow creeks, and um, not a lot of access. Mm-hmm. So the rafts are very beneficial in that, that perspective. So um, we'll, we'll get to this later, but I'm in the middle of doing another boat build now where I'm rebuilding another 12-foot John boat, but as a, a proper drifting vessel. Mm-hmm. But when I got the, the drift boat, we had, that opened up a world of uh, opportunities around here in Western Pennsylvania, like smallmouth bass, pike, musky, hybrid striped bass. Yeah, oh, my God. Everyone asked me, if you had one fish to fish for, what, what would it be? What month is it? You know, because it, it constantly changes. And somewhere in the middle of there, we started a podcast about fly fishing. So... it's it's any kind of fishing or boats it's not fly fishing centric we're not we're not over here you know pinky in the air like what kind of rod rack do you have on your car on the access road yeah no 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 just talk fishing it's yeah (laughs) well well, the reason i like fly fishing myself is because i like tying flies so i can't effectively throw this the super light game changer on a spinning rod so the fly rod's the the better tool to use it with Mm -hmm. and uh and I, I don't know. I kind of like hanging out with pr- pretentious people. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you live out west here? Come on. 
I can I can I can show you 150 pretentious people. They're probably sitting down at the Red Side Inn right now getting trashed. They're probably watching PGA golf or some shit. I don't know. Is this Master Week? Well, I, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not watching golf. I'm out fishing and you know spilling blood. But uh, you know these other guys, who knows what they're doing? Dude, so you guys have been on this. I've been listening to your podcast. By the way, these guys are SBS fishing. Uh, if you want to go check them out, they are absolutely hilarious, and uh, you'll find a lot of really great information and good dudes on there. But you guys were doing, I don't know how far back it was, but it was like the Beast of the East. Yeah, we've done that for the last four years, I think. It's a, a musky tournament on the Allegheny River in like north central Pennsylvania. It's a, it's pretty freaking sweet. Um, Muskie's Inc. Chapter 64 puts it on every year. It's, um, what, shoot, last year I think there were 24 teams. Um, the SVS crews showed very well. Uh, my co-host Jay, his team won. And other co-host Mark from Urban Fly Company, his team came in second with big fish of the tournament. Um, it's, I didn't, it's just the last two years, I don't think I've been able to fish it. Um, the, the year prior, my buddy, my buddy got married. I was best man at his wedding, so I couldn't go. And then this year. Uh, my son had tickets to Dude Perfect, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to be dad, not dude, and go do the dad thing. Dude, I hear you. <laughs> but but dude, I, did, I did end up going up and hanging out at Jay's camp with the guys for a night and uh, having the world's worst hangover the next day. <laughs> that happens. That happens at fly camp. Um, <laughs> you know, from, being from the West here – like I said, everybody's got like their own fly culture being from the West here, everything else. I'm not going to go on my, my little tirade of like, Oh, how pretentious are people where you're at? You know, because, because I already know we, we win, we win because it's the West. Um, but, but how is the fly culture? Uh, and, and I know there's a lot of fly anglers in new England and, and in that area, how, how is the fly culture where you're at? The, the fly culture in our immediate area is kind of weird. It's stock trout, and the musky game has picked up quite a bit over the last three or four years, I'd say. Um, so you're either getting guys that are throwing sulfurs at stock trout, mm -hmm. or you're getting guys throwing patterns that resemble stock trout at musky that <laughs> – are in stock <laughs> oh here I'll, I'll swing a glide bait you know let, let's just throw that out there and bang you know gets blown up well and, and that's what i was kind of curious about because i know that there's a, a really good um trout and steelhead population there in pennsylvania obviously you have your great lake steelhead which some people debate aren't really steelhead but we'll, we'll call them steelhead to make everybody feel better um it, but you're to say then lake run rainbow yeah, but that's okay because they, they go out to a large body of water, they feed on something and they come back and they spawn and then they, they rerun a few times. It's totally fine. Call them steelhead. That's great. I'll bring you out West here. I'll show you what a real steelhead is. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 um, so I, I, I was just kind of curious because like, well, uh, where John's at, don't ever mess. Don't mess with Texas and don't mess with a large mouth bass. I mean, that is like, 
you know, that's like peeing on the Alamo. Uh, you don't mess with bass in Texas, right? But you, you can shoot an alligator gar in the head with a bow, even though it's a native species. But you shoot that thing in the head with a bow. You come up here, you start screwing around with steelhead and salmon. Oh, geez, you know, I mean, it's like it's like you know Holocaust. But you but I was wondering resolution. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what 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 is the coveted species of? In, in your world in pennsylvania what's the coveted species what's like you don't mess with the keystone state species oh the keystone state species is the brook trout for brook real trout. okay oh, they're like i said i love carp fishing it's probably my favorite because i love the dirty dingy places number two is brook trout i love them they're uh because they're pretty places and they're they're awesome i I lost train of thought. Um, I told you I started fly fishing when I got married, which was 12 years ago. I had never caught a trout on a dry fly until last year when I started brook trout fishing. Like, wow. like I said, because I never did it. So You never went and targeted them. Yeah, you, you can't catch them if you don't do it. You know, like Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I wasn't taking any shots. So I went out to Benazet where we have a uh, – wild re or we have reproducing elk out there which is super cool and brook trout and i caught my first brook trout on a dry fly and it was awesome so but before now, the oh, i was gonna say now i do that a little bit more regularly than once in 32 years <laughs> dude so is that like your I, I i doubt it i'm gonna ask anyway was that your first dry fly trout ever or yeah Oh, dude, that's that was that had to have been sick. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. But like I said, I I I don't target stock trout. I don't find them fun, except for Pennsylvania Youth Mentor Day, which we had two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, on the seventh, right? We've seen all kinds of stuff from that. Yeah, man, we took our kids fishing. Uh, Jay from the podcast and his daughter and myself and my son, our wives came. Like. We, we had this one hole on lockdown. There, there had to be 80 trout in this hole, and we touched every fucking one of them. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> There's one of them big, like, neon yellow palominos. Oh, uh, dude, the big, big old nanners. Yeah. yeah. Jay hooked it and gave, gave the rod to his nephew. He reeled it. Nice. Pig and shit, man. It was, it was so cool. Hell we, yeah. Uh, we strung up two trout. Nah. I cooked I brought a little grill and cooked them on the side of the river. Nice. All the, I, Good. So cool. Yeah. Like dog food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but but the cool part is is you went out, you caught the fish, the kids got the experience of catching, cleaning, and cooking if they'd never touched it before, right? So now they know, like, okay, if you want this fish to live then you have to handle it this way. If you want to keep it, this is what it's going to taste like because you're not going to just get to throw it away in the garbage. Yeah, exactly. And Jay's daughter was like, oh, they're dead. They're, I don't like it. They're gross. And then she tried it and she's like, these are really good. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you put garlic and butter on anything, man. I, I'll tell you what, I, it's just magic with, with kids or whatever else. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'll still... You, oh, go ahead. We use, we use the Yeti... Uh, lemon poultry seasoning on them it was so good <laughs> dude i uh i know it sounds kind of weird but 
I want to catch like a whole mess of Creek Chub, dude. And I just want to see what makes them actually taste good. You know, like, is it, is it some Frank's Red Hot? Like, do you beer batter these sons of bitches? Like, what do you That's do? That's what you do. It? So funny you say that. I took my dog for a walk today back to a place. <laughs> Famous about, last words. About six, six miles that way uh, that I went camping with uh, some kid I used to, I used to try to show him the outdoors a little bit. And we went camping. And it was like a little creek, and there were no brook trout in this creek because it's all creek chubs and bluegills. So we caught like three creek chubs that were this big. <laughs> we threw them on the fire and we tried to like pick pick out the bones. <laughs> they were so bad. <laughs> well, uh, what do they up, taste like? I mean, if like, you could have a comparable taste, what do they taste like? Uh, tasted like scales and mud. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. French yeah, red hot might not save that. Yeah, Frank's Red Hot, uh, it, it would be a good vessel. <laughs> Dude, so y'all are throwing all these like, okay, I'm going to ask this before I get into that. Do you ever throw streamers or meat, you know, that's big enough for pike and muskie, but small enough for a big old fucking trout? <laughs> or... We just you got one or do you get out there and do you just, just commit no i i i don't commit to pike and muskie much anymore i hurt my elbow quite a while back so the the big rods tend to take a toll on the like the fly mm-hmm. cast and all day but something like this on a seven weight this is probably a five inch fly pike would crush this they would absolutely crush it all day long that's like a yellow sex dungeon without lead dumbo eyes um and god i that's like the the key size for smallmouth this time of year like pre-spawn smallmouth they're going to be eating big food so it and you're going to catch some gators doing that um the muskie on the other hand yeah yeah you're not going to catch many muskie throwing five inch flies but but you might so yeah we're still here cool okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I keep i keep checking dude because my my dude my little dude's back there gaming out right now and i'm just, just making... <laughs> See, we, we all the kids are gone my daughter my daughter is at work my grandson is uh gone so it's like okay Oh, uh, what do we do? So my wife's in there watching like America's next top model in another room. And I'm out here <laughs> doing a podcast. So I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Dogs are asleep. There's like nobody tripping out. Like the only thing making sound is the furnace out here right now. So I'm like, all right, we're cool. This is awesome. <laughs> the best. Like I said, I took my dog for a walk today. We did like six miles just looking for sheds and getting him some exercise. Oh, nice. That's fun. He, he has not moved all day. <laughs> Man. he's a a nine month old 85 pound yellow lab oh, oh perfect what a what a baby he's a ball of energy but he doesn't understand how big he is right now oh okay <laughs> I, I would have my german short hairs come out here but i think they'd knock stuff over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're monsters so- I was, uh, I was sleeping this morning, and he likes getting up at 5.30 because he likes to go piss and like oh, have yeah. me 5.30. So he was licking me in the face this morning, 
and he bit my ear. I said, only your mom's allowed to do that. Yeah. See, John's got cats. Yeah, I've got so, cats. So this, this is that a, Valentine? Yeah, that's Valentine. She's always yeah. up here. Dude, yeah. I, I swear, I swear to God, I, the, nothing is sacred from this cat. Like, hey, Val, I love you too. You got to get down. She, <laughs> dude, like, so I've got like some like super fine, short, like seasonal deer hair that I got from one of my buddies. Actually, in your neck of the woods, if you need like materials, I'll hit you up after this. I'll let you know. Absolutely. So always looking. This this dude was like a fucking hoarder, man. No, ah, cats, dude. He was like a hoarder, but he was so organized. He had like all these boxes, like oh, polar bear fur, and he's like oh, seasonal deer hair. This is spring deer hair, and this is fall. How the hell did he get polar bear fur, dude? I don't know. I mean, was he like in the Arctic, like up there on some kind of Fred Bear expedition or some shit? Dude, I, I'm telling you, or was it a Great Pyrenees? I know some people that have polar bear here also. It what it's weird because you have to have like the proper paperwork. Yeah, they have it. Dates before a certain date. It's, that's it's unreal. Like that's got to be the most expensive dubbing ever. That's like yeah. that's like shooting a fucking ostrich or something. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's imported <laughs> from Africa. You know, or like like using you know elephant skin or some shit. I mean, come on, like a polar bear. Holy shit, dude. Uh one of our one of our buddies kyle he breeds snakes and i fucking hate snakes yeah i just i just i just, I just <laughs> come the picture of that one. i will <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i just that I thing think. was killed by a deep cycle battery <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, i'm pulling up i just got my mail and it, it doesn't get dark here until pretty late but they, <laughs> damn, here goes I, fucking exide bang <laughs> I pull up for getting my mail, dude, and I shine my lights up and I look under my wife's car. I was like, it looks like a tail. It's like, what is that? And I thought, you know, I was like, one of my fucking cats got out. So I, I thought the cat's like just chilling in there. And I look and it, it slithers. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. And it, it's like five, it's like, it's like five steps from the front of my house, dude. And I was like, you're in the wrong fucking hood, you slithery <laughs> bastard. I, I get out there, dude, and I smack it with my oar. And, it, and, it, and, I, and I, I, bro- I pulled my oar out of my boat. It broke my fucking oar. And then I was pissed off, dude. I, 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 I unhooked my fucking battery from my, from my outboard, and I fucking slammed my battery down on the snake, dude. <laughs> Like I said, Exide killed that son of a bitch. <laughs> or die hard, whatever. Batter and walk it over and dump it on the snake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when he said or, right? So, all right, you said drift boat, right? You, you, you got yourself a drift boat. Now, drift boat's got a serious set of oars. Like, yeah. I got some Sawyer cataracts. I mean, if you hit somebody with these things, they're they're not only gonna die, their mom's gonna die too, right? It's like yeah. an eight and a half foot damn laminated ore from hell. Like you can jam it into a boulder in a class five plus rapid and it ain't gonna break. So when he says I broke my ore, I'm like, you must have been scared as shit. <laughs> or you must have hated that son of a bitch. Because I'll my, tell you what, I would have broke concrete out here. Is yeah. my extra my extra chromosome was showing, dude. I fucking <laughs> I, 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 I pulled that son, I pulled that son of a bitch out, dude. I, I, 
I rose up from fucking Mississippi. Woo. I swung that son bitch all the way down to Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, I can just see John out there like, fuck you. <laughs> it's an organ. You know, the fucking blade goes flying across the front and he goes and grabs the X side and just, you know, Looney Tunes that bastard. Out there. <laughs> I just, Maybe. it's like the fucking anvil hitting the coyote. Just. Yeah, <laughs> all I saw was blood and shit and a dead snake. That's all I saw. You have to put an Acme sign on your battery for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not an X site. It's an Acme. I, what, would, I will do that just for you, Chad. <laughs> Blue but, but, but Kyle, Ooh. Kyle breeds all these snakes, dude. So he's got like all these sheds. We're about to be tying, trying to tie some caddises and stuff out of snake sheds. So uh, we're going to see how that plays out. We, we figure it's going to take a lot of UV rest. <laughs> <laughs> just a ton of loon. Hey, they make that in a toothpaste tube or something like that. You get it over there. Just, yeah. Get it oh, on there. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, so what, what's one of your most memorable catches ever I'll, I'll tell you what's gonna be i'm going tarpon fishing in two weeks but. that will definitely be memorable giant herring yes but um oh shit i remember my first muskie i'll tell you about that story uh i ch- i chased muskies for two years with a fly rod and i had one follow and it was like beating my head against the wall. Like, oh, god i'm over this i spent so much money on Orvis 10 weight rod. I was like, oh, this is stupid. And then you have to buy like sinking lines and intermediate lines. Many, many, many multiple hours tying these gigantic flies that use up so much bucktail. Because at that time, I didn't know any better. I was using half a bucktail on every fly. It was it was ridiculous. Oh, I, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my buddy said, Hey, let's go below this one dam. He said, I, I caught a muskie here uh, yesterday. Said, oh, okay. So we went and we were, cat, we were casting, casting, didn't see shit. And then uh, pretty soon, I was stripping, stripping. And I saw a green flash. It looked like someone was trying to mug an old lady, like snatch her purse and turn it <laughs> on. <her. laughs> That's the best like, analogy to a muskie <laughs> attack in a bait I've ever heard. So we're we're being recorded outside. I told you what I really said, but <laughs> but my for all the muskie that I've caught and all the time that I've spent chasing chasing after them, I might have one minute of total fight fighting muskies with all of them combined. It they're ridiculous. They you, you catch you hook them, and then four seconds they're in the net. Like, so. I won't tell you what that's comparable to, but, you know. Me in bed. (laughs) (laughs) The older you get, right? So, um, By the way, this ain't made for kids. Absolutely. (laughs) Just just (laughs) full disclosure. (laughs) Yeah, if if your kids are still listening, uh, sorry. (laughs) You're a bad parent. (laughs) Do you have a warning for this one? Do you have that little E? We're going to have that thing like jackass warning. (laughs) Do not do not attempt to any of the stunts or activities involved. 
We are professionals. Do not listen to this. <laughs> Don't listen to this if you're under the age of 18 and you have no idea about adult innuendos. We're just... <laughs> no. dear, but... dear, dear diary. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. Come on. <laughs> But with that fish being said, yeah, in all I've I've caught a handful of muskie. I've caught probably I don't know a handful, twenty ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather catch a hybrid striped bass than a muskie any day, any day of the week. <clears throat> they're they actually eat, you know. Yeah. They're they're receptive to flies. Um, you don't have to use twelve inch flies. You can throw a three inch. Clouser, you could throw a game changer if you want to throw game changers. They'll they'll eat them. If you want to throw clousers, they'll eat them. If you want to throw poppers, right, mm-hmm. they're gonna eat them too. You know, they're awesome, and they will pull. They'll pull you into the backing, and it's 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 probably the most fun you can have with your pants on. So, uh, well, with that being said, uh, and other things that occur with the pants off. Now, uh, one thing I want to ask about is: Do you target them at night? Uh, the, the hybrids and the stripers. We do not have regular stripers here, so okay, so they're all hybrid. Is stri- hybrids? Okay. Um, no, um, the place where we go waiting for them is kind of hairy and sketchy. I would not. Oh, understandable. Yeah, yeah. I don't like doing that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a pussy. No, I, I would not uh, walk in the river in the dark unless I was like running away from something you know that's that's like the only way uh because that's a good way to die um but but i mean when we get ours here like like in the southern part of the state the southwestern part of the state coming off the ocean they're predominantly targeted at night so just uh, that's why i was asking and i i did try to go out last summer um there was a day my grandma passed away i had the day off work so i i had to like an hour before I had to go to a funeral. So I went like before dark or before the sun came up. And I was like, I'm the world's worst caster in the dark. I, I hate it. I don't like it. Line was getting tangled up around my feet. I was like, oh, this is stupid. So I just, I sat there and waited until the light came up and then I hooked three fish after the light came up. I was like, yeah, it, it's so worth getting there just at daybreak. Dude, do you ever do any mousing? No, because I'm, I'm a bad caster at night. <laughs> 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 dude there there there's this guide service and they're like uh this is tailwater it's pretty sketchy up here in northeast texas off of the uh, uh, brazos and the trinity river and we've got stripers running up there right now dude and uh they're catching them on like i'm not even fucking kidding i want to go do this so bad but i don't want to go pay for a trip they're catching them on like size 20 dries. You're what? shitting me. No, I'm not kidding. It's like the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever. That son of a bitch got a mouth the size of a five gallon bucket and eating yeah. that little ass fucking fly. Yeah, literally, literally, you could fit like three of those flies on my fucking pinky. Yeah. And, and you see them hooked in their mouth. They've got video and everything. It's Good legit. Good Lord. Good Lord. They're actually it, it, catching it, them on that. Yeah. They're catching them or they're hooking them. Oh, there! I mean, they've got pictures. They've got videos. Fish on these small flies. Yeah, I have trouble keeping hybrids hooked. 
without popping the line on the, the hook set with like 12 pound test. Uh, I'll link it yeah. to you after this. I mean, maybe we can debunk it. <laughs> but I've man, never, I've never caught a striper or a hybrid. Uh, and the reason why I I'm asking so many questions, I guess, in relativity is, is that they, they really fascinate me. It's something I want to go target this summer when the run really gets hot. So that's why I was yep. asking, do you target them at night? Uh, I'm not going to go after them on the fly. I will tell you right now, if I want to catch something, I'm going to put bait on. Yeah. I, I'm not going to blame you. I'm, I'm not the pretentious people that I like. No, 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 no. That's I, <laughs> I know that I, I'm just saying, uh, uh, when, when I want to go catch something, I, I mean, I, I put bait on, but I've always heard like, go catch some shad, like American shad, cut them into bait, fling them out there at night. And so that's why I was kind of curious with the hybrids. If, you were targeting those at night. So no, that's something I want to do. I want to go catch shad. We don't have access to them. Here. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're in West PA. <clears throat> now, um, Chesapeake, if you, if you shoot down that way, lots of shad, like they, they got their thing down in the Potomac. Like, I mean, it, and dude, they run so hard. They're crazy. Like, I don't know. I think we get like seven to 10 million a year on a good run year up to Columbia. This is like clouds of fish. Oh, you can't. Well, okay. So if you, I'm going to fly fish for them this year. Like I, I, I was on this uh, forum. It's called, it's a little forum we have around here. I said, Hey, you know, I've never targeted these on the fly. I've only only thrown out like darts and stuff like that. So I find these darts and I I send them over to John. John ties them up. They're fucking badass too. Uh, I mean, they got crystal flash and their and their chartreuse gold hooks, everything else. I mean, all the elements are there. Like, and, and so I'm like, all right, so who of you go out and successfully target shad on the fly rod? And these guys were like, well, it's going to do is blah, 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 blah. I was like, you don't have to be secretive about these fish. Like I can go out there and drag a, a dot treble hook through there and catch all the, uh, you can snag them. You can shoot them with a bow, whatever you want. But I mean, they run by the millions. Like there, there's no secret to them. They're fun. They will put up one hell of a fight for you too. Dude, they're, they're huge. Like when I yeah. think shad, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, little, little gizzards little gizzard chatter little blue back herrings it's like no dude these these fish are like they would eat a bass like they are fucking huge <laughs> dude. not not i mean they, they, there's no way like oh, okay small mouth you're like okay they're gonna gobble these shad these things are the size of a small mouth yeah dude so i mean that's an american shad i don't know man i've seen seven inch small mouth eat seven inch flies yeah, but they're not going to eat a four-pound shad. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, twelve-pound largemouth or even a largemouth smallmouth. I mean, that, that would be pretty impressive. Now, the sturgeon, on the other hand, they'll gulp a whole one down. But we're also talking about a totally different story. Shad are awesome, though. You got to go out and catch them. I mean, they do, run like by clouds. They're just so cool. Do you eat the shad? I okay. So I've ate shad before, pressure cooked. Basically, it's cooked down to the consistency of like canned tuna because they have so many bones. And I know that there's folks from the Chesapeake region that are really good at flaying them and, and they can prepare them and everything else. And I know that there's other folks that like they have recipes to bake them and dissolve the bones, but they are so flipping bony. I mean, they're bony fish. They're, they're insane. So what we use them for is we'll go out and we'll kill like 250 a day. And we end up slamming them into uh, freeze lock, you know, uh, 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 vacuum freeze Back bags yeah yeah and so we'll put those in there and then we use them for crab bait crawdad bait sturgeon bait and and depending on the size of sturgeon we'll either cut them or if we want to go play with the big boys like eight, 
plus footers. If you, if you just want to go get something jerked and, you know, blow a rotator cuff, then you put a whole one on like a seven knot hook, you run it up through its ass and out its mouth and you half hitch this thing on like, you know, five feet of uh, 130 pound Dacron, drop it in the bottom of some trench that's 140 feet deep in the river and just wait. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Um, like I said, we do the podcast. We talk to people all over the country and there's a dude out in your neck of the woods that fishes the Columbia for carp, big carp. His yep. name's John Anna. Um, but Repeat he, his name again. John Montana. Okay. I, I'm not familiar, but I'll look him up. Look him up, man. He he fishes for carp on the fly rod, but he says in, I think it's right around this time of year, the sturgeon will come up and get into the shallow bars and he can yes. sight fish sturgeon as well with the fly yes. rod. So sturgeon are starting to go into their pre-spawn right now. Now, now keep in mind a spawning size sturgeon, six foot or bigger. So yeah. you're not getting like the little, I mean, they'll come up and they kind of like, Oh, look at me. I think I'm big. You know, they're three to five foot fish They'll kick your ass. All right. <laughs> you hook one of those. They're going to kick your ass. I'm not entirely sold on the idea. And I've grown up around these fish and I'm sure that John has fished a lot and, and you can see them. I'm not entirely sold that you can get a sturgeon to eat a fly necessarily. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm, I'm just going through, their forage in my mind right now so we're talking like uh when tide comes in down in, in like the estuaries razor clams cockles uh, uh uh you know dead sculpin um uh, smolted fish things like that that's going to be their forage right so i'm trying to think of of, of outside because their their vision's horrible but their sense of smell is incredible so i i, I don't know if you can get them on the fly but I, he's told caught them on the fly he on has the, yes okay that, that's yeah. got to be one hell of a ride yeah because yeah. because, it, because it, people say oh yeah tarpon's a fight i couldn't imagine because i mean the, these fish when they when they know they're hooked like they didn't they might not realize they're hooked until they're close to the surface and then they're like oh fuck you whoa and they go <laughs> and you have a hundred pound drag and it's like Whop, 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 whop. you know i mean it's everything you can have and you watch these guys i mean some of them they're like trading off four or five guys fighting them out of a hole that's like 200 feet deep with current they don't like live in lakes here they're not stationary they're they have current they have they're mud fur. they got that's everything eli hallwood um he fishes the driftless area he was out on a trip it was him and lake sturgeon he caught he caught a lake sturgeon on a, a little carp fly, like a little carp bitter. Yeah, I I would I I mean I'm thinking of white sturgeon, and yeah. yeah, this is the time of year they will come up. I will try to get video for for YouTube also. I'll try to get video of that because I'll be out there fishing. Uh, what time? It's like six thirty now. So as the as the year progresses, we haven't had our cottonwood bloom, so the shad aren't there. But you will see a sturgeon cruise the surface and like you'll see the wake part in the current of the river. That's how you know it's a sturgeon. Now, obviously, you'll see, you'll see the bar, you know, their little barbels come up and they go whap like that. And they'll smack a damn live shad and they'll take it down and they'll suck it up when they get into their spawn bed. Because like on the lower Willamette, they never naturally existed above the falls. So from the falls out to the Columbia River on the Willamette, the, uh, the spawn zone is basically, it's like a 12 river miles, a spawn zone. Uh, maybe I'm a little off, but anyways, it's, a, it's, that's their spawn zone. So once you cross the certain area, 
they start getting natural reds that they're spawning in open water, you know, in the river, everything else. And you know, when they spawn, because you start catching pike minnow, suckers, bass, walleye, you catch it all. Like, like you go out there with bottom walkers and you nail walleye left and right. You go throw top water baits and you're popping smallies left and right. So, but yes, they do get into the shallows. I only know of them in the shallows in the estuaries though. Okay, I'm like I said, I'm not sure which part of the Columbia John's fishing. So it, it could be any. I mean, the Columbia is white sturgeon central. Math. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, it it's awesome. And just goofy stuff like that is why I love doing our our podcast. Yeah. Because we get to talk to people like that. Now I'm getting to talk to dudes like you guys. Um <laughs> and I'm sorry. Let me tell you what. Uh we <laughs> We had a dude named Pogo, Steve Pogajenski on our podcast. Pogo Pike. Yes, that's who I'm going to stay with in Florida. So nice. SVS is making dreams come true, man. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I went to go. I loved his words of wisdom. My, my favorite one he ever gave was uh, the different uh, things you can use to wipe your ass when you don't have toilet paper. <laughs> that That's valuable. That's valuable. <laughs> Did, did we bring up aqua logs on that? Aqua logs. And uh, my favorite one was a. What the hell's smooth... an aqua log? It's just when you drop your drawers and hop in the river. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like a natural bidet. Okay. I, I got yeah. you. I'm following. My favorite one he said was a smooth river rock. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Some rough characters around here. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Oh, geez. That's awesome, dude. So, so, you know, tell us more about your podcast, the SVS podcast. Uh, where, where did the idea originally come from, number one? And then also um, just a little bit about your podcast and, and how long you guys have been doing it and everything else. Okay. So the idea originally came from me sitting around, drinking beers, listening to the Howard Stern Show. How everything starts. Yes. <laughs> Howard Stern Show was what i listened to for probably a decade mm -hmm. i i love stern i love baba Booey, you know all the way <laughs> all yeah. of it. i was in um and then shoot and then i started listening to some podcasts when because i was at work and i couldn't get reception to listen to the stern show on sirius so i'd start downloading some podcasts and i found this one called barely live have you guys heard them at all no no, it's no. Paul Pocket. He's an artist, and uh, Mike. Uh, fuck, I forget Mike's last name. But I was like, shit, they're talking to the microphones. We can do this too. So I, I pulled together a group of my my buddies. Um, it was me, my buddy Jay, my buddy Slater, and our other friend Justin Shalacy. Um, I was like, let let's just get together once a week and bullshit. We can chug tons of beers and tell jokes about our small dicks and. Uh, you know talk a little bit about fishing and it has evolved immensely um now we talk way more way more about our little dicks and way less about fly fishing so it's uh in the crew has changed so um they try to say that they have medium-sized dicks now and it just doesn't it doesn't fit why, um, why why the dick competition <laughs> i know i don't know me, Jay and I still have small ones. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I get that. 
Finally, I got this cable pinned down. This thing's driving me fucking crazy. Anyways, Looks so like why the, why what what's up with the dick contest? I mean, I I like I said, or, or I think you said you like to hang out with pretentious people. That seems to be like the last thing that any pretentious person wants to give up is like you know their penile like size thing or anything. So, do you know the proper way to measure? No, I mean, I mean, that enlighten that, me. That enlighten depends. Me. That really depends on who you're talking to. Like, I would be the the definitive proper way to measure. Take a piece of yarn, me. center of anus, once around the balls, just past the tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Does that have any reference to uh, anything in specific? I mean, I. No, no, that, that's just the proper way you measure. Okay, all right, because <laughs> because that's what's all involved. Right? Okay, so yeah, so now that we've had our crude anatomy lesson today, um, now, so outside of the proper way to uh, measure your penis, see, now we're starting to talk like Howard Stern. He's like mm, penis, penis. <laughs> Oh, you this is where yeah. <laughs> and this is how the show started we used to listen to the wu-tang clan and tell dick jokes and yeah about fishing but there's and nothing that, wrong with that and that was 100 what our podcast was so let me ask you this have you ever had any professional objections to like the content of your podcast like mm, so you shouldn't really talk like that blah 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 my wife used to object about some of the things that came out of my mouth <laughs> and then she quit listening. <laughs> I don't, I don't think my wife has ever listened to our podcast. Like she knows it exists and she knows like he's out there in the garage. He's doing some kind of stupid thing with his friend with a microphone and headphones. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you, you said on your, your podcast with Kelly Gallup. <laughs> you said I have two good conversations a week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's at the fly shop and on this podcast. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> that that has to help out the marital status. <laughs> I've been probably married for 12 years and I only have two good conversations a week, and they do not involve my wife, right? I mean, come on. Oh damn. I'm sure my wife is hearing the other side of this in the other room. She's like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's see if she opens a door out here. She's like, fuck you, you know. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> You'll have an escape goat, though. At least you can say, hey, I swear to God, it was the, just a guest on our show. I, I just had to play along. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, watch in two days. Watch in two days. You'll, you'll get all of it. Oh, this is video. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you just let me take my take my hat off with my my. Oh no, no, you're fine. Oh, I've been, no, I've been over here tying egg loops, and uh, John's probably got some flies going, and you know, no, we we do we do the the YouTube, we do the all that kind of stuff. I mean, I yeah, I, do you guys do any kind of YouTube thing at all? Uh, we tried. There's like seven videos, and we had a kid come over recording it for us, and uh, that that didn't work out. Oh, okay. Um. So, no, I I don't have enough time in my life to edit videos to to put on YouTube. So it's just excuse me, excuse me. Highlights are catching up with me. Yeah. Um, it's just a just an audio program, and uh, we do a lot of pictures on Instagram and it's, yeah, 
Yeah. You know. Dude, what is this giant mounted fish I'm seeing above your shoulder, dude? Holy shit. That is a it's toad. Like a Lake Erie run rainbow with a, a palomino chasing it. It's so like that, that that is that is a uh, Great Lake steelhead. It it was when it was alive. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, th- that that is fucking giant. It was 15 pounds. I remember I caught it on a New Year's. Oh, that's Eve. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not Which, downplaying it, but no, that's big for for the creek that I caught it out of. It might have been it looks like it's a 20 to 25 pound fish just yeah. from the camera angle. Yeah, yeah. it looks fucking giant. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how we do it, man. We we make them look big. It's the extended arms and the shotgun poses. <laughs> yeah. How like, oh, big this fish is. That's how I make a three inch panfish look like it's 12, you know. Oh, yeah. You hold it right against the camera and then you. Well, walk. that's it. You dangle it dude, up there. Dude, You're like, all, hey, look how big this is. It's all about the lighting and the angle, dude. You <laughs> yeah. know, look, look, looks like a needle, works like a sewing machine. You know what I'm Well, saying? that's what they say about porns, too, John, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been my cover lately people ask me like what i do for a living i say i'm a gay porn critique (laughs) (laughs) i just gay porn (laughs) i mean come on jesus christ And I love to play it out to see. Oh, how you know what? We're gonna have to have like an advisory against anybody that's secular, or kids, anybody else. I mean, you know, if you're a snowflake, whatever. I mean, just you know, you know, basically, like we've been like taming down the podcast a little bit because it was like, okay, well, you know, maybe we want more people to listen to it, and then it's like, oh, well, we got like thirty listens. They're like, oh, John and Brian are so nice, and then they're gonna come on and be like, oh my god. These guys are like, oh, 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 you know, they're going to be like hyperventilating and stuff, but it'll be good because it'll scare the shit out of them. So that's fine. I'll take I'm, it. Do you guys want me to tame it down just a little? No, 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 no. ramp it up, ramp it up. Because a lot of times I'm over here late, you know, somebody's like, oh yeah. Uh, it, it's like what gets, and I'm not bashing any of our past guests. Right. But, but you know how kind of this, this whole routine goes in podcasts what I listen to of yours, it seems like each episode is pretty unique. Like you guys make a different approach that, that is unique to each guest and you have fun with those guests. And, and that's, and that's the whole thing. These cookie cutter podcasts that have been coached along by, you know, said, said, you know, I, I'm, I know everything about podcasts and I'm going to tell you what to do. Uh, they suck. Right. Like, like we have great friends that have awesome podcasts. And, and we know that they're not cookie cutter, but like, you know, just that cookie cutter thing, you know, where it's like, oh, John and Brian are so wholesome, you know, it's like, hell no, we're not wholesome. You know, I mean, John talked about oatmeal and granola earlier, but you know, that's, you you know, know, like almost famous dude, I'm dark, mysterious and really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but but that's, that's the whole thing. So you know, Chad, don't tone it down. Don't tame it down. Let's keep going. Let's roll. Let's go hard. Let's go fast. You know, like I said, the four pump chump or what? what, what is that? The four second thing, you yeah, know, with second. the muskie. Four <laughs> seconds of man. Yeah. But like I said, there are certain guests that come onto our show that 
I, we we do try to tame the language down a little bit. Like uh, <laughs> like when we do when Kelly Gallup has been on twice, but uh, yeah, no big. Deal. I I don't think we said the c word at all, you know. But uh, when we did have we have a good friend from Australia. His name's <laughs> <laughs> they use it. We broke the record that evening. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my wife walked in like to get something out of the fridge and she, she was like what in the fuck did you say <laughs> but, so we we have a british friend he's a very very good friend of ours uh uh two bruvs fishing okay it, they, they don't fly fish okay this guy's straight up we drink beer and we throw soft plastics for basically the European equivalent of walleye, right? They call them Zeds or Zanders. Xander. Yeah, yeah, Zanders. They yeah. call them Zeds. And he's out there. He's like, oh, I'm going to do a release video for you, Brian. And I'm like, all right, cool. Cool, Jace. And he, he's like, subscribe to Woking Glass Fishing Release, motherfucker. You know, and he's like strangling the Zed. And he just torpedoes the thing into the water. I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just like, dude, this is so awesome. <laughs> he's probably three sheets to the wind this 10 o'clock in the morning sorry jc if you're listening to this i i just figured like maybe you pounded a couple of those belgian triples or maybe even a bottle of bourbon anyways dude the guy is an animal i love the guy to death and and anybody that's like australian or whatever australian uh british anything else the c word is like uh encapsulated in this in this magnificent vocabulary of of like a pompous accent (laughs) we talk about fly fishers being pretentious just listen to a british person talk i mean you just you feel like this big it's like that guy screws his sister you know i mean that's what it feels like but it sounds so good coming out of their mouths and oh it's perfect it's it's like harsh like we have the hard c in it but (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'm just i yeah, i'm gonna get jace to record it over and over and maybe we'll make a youtube short just, where just <laughs> I, I i told him about charlie bronson you know you ever see that movie bronson where where he like smashes the guy's head into the jewelry case and he's like shut the fuck up you you know anyways so i told jason he's like oh he's like Oh, they had a podcast on and it had this interview with him and he's got like the proper talking accent. And I listen to this podcast. I'm just dying driving to work. I almost drove into the Mer- the median listening <laughs> to him talk. And it's like this guy's like one of the most violent prisoners in Britain's history. And just listening to him talk made me giggle. I mean, <laughs> I'm just like this guy, this guy took a librarian hostage, stripped himself naked, and got in a fight with like eight yards or you know, so the story goes. I think that happened more than once. It was just illustrated in the film. Yeah. Anyways, I'll, I'll get off that kick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but once again, getting back to our show with without mentions of the c words anymore. Yeah, we, we get to talk to people like that. I've dreamed of talking to. Uh, we had Larry Dahlberg on our freaking oh, show. Oh man, Larry for. He was over it. Like by the end, we were like, Larry, so what was it like to catch Pike while you're standing on a ladder? He's like, I got to go, guys. You know, <laughs> he, he was, <laughs> he'd done it like 50 times before, but uh, it was cool to say we talked to Larry. Um, we, we get like all the musky dudes from Wisconsin. Um, we had Conway Bowman on from uh, 
Southern California, the Mako dude. Mm-hmm. That dude was, he was my favorite podcast guest up until, geez. Um, I'm drawing a blank. We've had so many people on the show that it's so fun. We've been doing it for six years. Yeah. We've had, like, we've had 300 episodes. And I think, you know, it. it's just, it's absolutely amazing how many hours I've wasted sitting at this chair talking nonsense and making small dick jokes. <laughs> but but that's okay. That it, it makes it entertaining. So I'm running over the top of John here like crazy. So John, say something. <laughs> oh no, dude! I was just like, you you just had the tight lines crew dudes on. Th- those guys are who. That that was one of the more fun shows we've ever done. <laughs> All three of the like the core guys from Tight Lines Fly Fishing in Wisconsin, or, uh, yeah, De Pere, Wisconsin. Um, we're on the show. Damn, what sixty three years total guiding between the three dudes, um, and they just had a blast. They kicked it. They uh they were drinking beers with us over the microphones. It was it was a hoot. I I thoroughly enjoyed that show. I, I am keen to see that first popper fish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've been watching Instagram tightly, waiting for it to pop up. I still get to catch a smallmouth this year, let alone one on top. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait till you get one on the top water. They're, they can't hit top water to save their life. So you'll end up hooking it in the side or the head or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've definitely subscribed to, uh, to the tight lines guys, uh, Mr. Wiggly pattern. It's, it's lights out for the, for the smallmouth. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'll have, to, I'll have to tie some up for some of these big, dumb, largemouth here. Have you seen it? I have not. It's, it's basically just a, a upscale Trinoboyant. Really? Rubber legs. Yeah, just wiggly flies. Tie me some, John. I will. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. I need some nymphs and dries, too, when you have time. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my hooks in here soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you know my usual, so. Well, dude, I, I, with, that, with that last trip, I took last weekend, like, um, the, the wife she had this awesome little fly box you know and she like pulled the foam out and she had like five flies in there so i opened up my fucking my my folding mill is 960 dude i took my hemostats in there i dumped all my nymphs into her box <laughs> <laughs> wait so you you want to be a a gar guide and you you're tying nymphs commercially oh dude i uh i mean I, I tie a little bit of everything, dude. Like, mainly, I, I, I was trying to get into the streamer game, like, just streamers. Like, I'm just fishing streamers. I'm just tying streamers. And then you get on a trip, and, dude, I was humbled so fucking quick. Like, I, I'm not here to, you know, toot my own horn or nothing, dude. But, like, literally the weekend, two weekends before that, I caught 44 bows on a streamer. Like, not one streamer, but on streamers and – uh three three weekends before that i had another trip we smoked 72 fucking bows on on me i was like i'm gonna get these dudes on on fish because that was the big thing you know like i brought my six weights and all this shit i got my sink tips i got all my leaders tied up and he's like dude i cannot wait to catch fish on streamers like i'm like dude i'm so pumped for this this is gonna be awesome we're gonna be chucking and ducking all day fucking ripping lips no dude we fucking get out there and we hit this first hole. I was like, we're going to, we're going to work. 
from the day it's a tailwater. I was like, we're going to work from the dam and we're going to work over to this hole that I affectionately call the meat hole. And uh, so we're working down here by David's rock and we come up to the, to the triangle. And then we're like, you know, we're having a little bit of luck, having fun. I was like, dude, we're, let's move up to the meat hole and let's go smoke some fucking trout. Dude, on our way up there, there's four people that hit the hole before us. I was like, no big deal. We'll, we'll move down the river a little bit. We'll fish over here. We didn't catch a fucking fish on a streamer until like two hours later. And it was like a size 10 um, jig bugger. And he was, I was like, dude, it was, it was black. The water was a foot and a half high. I was like, dude, strip it super slow. I said, don't jerk strip it. Don't actually jig it. I was like, just ping those rocks. Like just do short, short micro strips. And sure as shit, second cast, he hooked one. I fucking, I dropped my fucking rod in the water. I fucking hustle out there. I net this fish like 20 foot in front of him <laughs> and walk it back to him. And I was like, I was like, thank God. Thank God this is the fucking streamer fish. So without the nips, that trip, I would have looked like a fucking jackass, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> you take everything. Well, yeah. you know, your most effective pattern, John, is that one right there. Oh, dude, those little furled worms. Those the furled are, worm. Those are stupid as fuck, and they catch everything, dude. They do. <laughs> they do. I, I, I love them. I, and, and people are like, oh, well, I use this uh, olive thorax, you know, blah, 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 blah. What are you using? I'm like a piece of rope tied to a fucking hook. That's what I'm <laughs> Like, this is, this is one of my pike flies I've been fucking around with. Like, I'm, I've been trying to... I'm trying to get it to actually sit sideways like a dying fish, but it's not, it doesn't kill right. Like this, it's so, a. Can you I'll tie it sideways? Can you I tie think, it sideways? So, so it still sits hook point down, but then just tie it sideways on the hook? I probably could, man. You I, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what is his name? God, I feel the so swim, bad. The swim Jimmy from Kelly Gallup's tied like that. Yeah, dude. You and, know? Man, there I just went to this fly show in Mesquite, Texas, like I don't know, like a month ago. And uh, I cannot remember his name. I feel so bad. He's like a really old school. He's been tying flies professionally for like 30 years. And I feel like such a jackass. I don't remember his name right now. But he's tying one of his new patterns is like this floating shad that's tied like that and it's tied with foam it's like estas on the bottom and then it's just the foam over the top with a little bit of marabou and it's for the shad kill for when they're like generating um and you know all these shad dump down and just get massacred that's what he's tying them for for like up on you know in cotter like on the white river and shit like that which i think would be really effective but I don't know, man. <laughs> so that story you just told about the the trout fishing kind of represents how my my fly fishing has been lately. <clears throat> you you said you wanted to be like the streamer guy, and you wanted to be all streamers, and then you had to be humbled and still go out and catch fish. I was a streamer guy for well, still am a long, 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 long time. Now I just want to go out and have fun. If I can go out and catch fish and have fun doing it, that's 
that's what the days are about for me now. It's uh it's way more important for me to go out and drink 15 beers with my buddies and catch like seven fish rather than go out and chuck streamers and be super serious all day. If I can get full nude and do a cannonball off the front of the drift boat, I'm having a good time. Party, party, yeah. done. Dude, and you know, that was it too, man. Like that trip really, I had to, it was a hard to swallow pill that tasted pretty good. You know, it was like, I, I didn't really get them on streamer fish. We call it like three streamer fish, like over two days, but the wife caught 23 fish the second day on her own, you know, under an indicator on nymphs that I tied that I never thought I'd fish again. I just keep them in my box. I, I don't know why they're, they're just in my sling bag. You know, that they, they, they've been there for so long and she caught fish on, I swear to God, every one of them, like the, some of the first nymphs I tied were evil olives because I saw them on Tim Flagler's video. I was like, yeah, those look fucking sick. And I've got Turkey. <laughs> you know tons, tons of them but she smoked fish on them dude and i was like holy shit i've never called a fish on one of those in my life yeah it's kind of like how'd she do that yeah yeah but dude it was it was humbling and it it made me realize that i've been taking this shit way too fucking serious dude like like i get off the water some days and my fucking shoulder hurts and my elbow hurts and i'm like why am I trying to double haul and shoot this fucking six inch fly fucking 80 feet? Like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like I can go take, I can go cast like 10 foot on my four weight and go smoke this trout. That's trying to eat a fucking March Brown over here and I can have fun. And you yep. know, that, that was the whole thing. Like I'm, I'm even refocusing how I'm guiding people now. I, I don't, it's not so, it's not going to be about numbers or any of that. I'm like, I just, let's just have fun dude let's go catch some fish and if we don't then you know we can tell stories like we did if you want i don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) well that's a part of the fun of being out there is like it's not just the fishing it's like the whole experience yeah 100 and it's it's kind of leading me around to being a way better outdoorsman in general rather than just being a a fun fisherman i'm not gonna say good fisherman but I'm an all right fisherman, but being a, a good outdoorsman, uh, I love going out and seeing this time of year, our ramps are just starting to pop. Our morels are like two weeks away, man. Uh, shed hunting, all, all of it. Yeah. It's just like the natural progression of the outdoorsman. It's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, and, and this is a cool time of year, right? So if you really <laughs> enjoy like the full blooded outdoors, this is a cool time of year. A lot of people, they, I, people forget to look up. And I think one of our other friends, uh, um, oh gosh, um, Lady Ten Carabung. Uh, gosh, why can't Amanda. I remember her name? Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda is, is always like had that good reminder of that, right? She's She's like, hey, don't forget to look up from like, your indicator or your fly or the river or something else there's so much going on around you like like i saw three ospreys dive bombing the river today uh, out there i wasn't paying attention to my rod tip who cares the fish bites it and gets hooked uh, my rod's gonna go ballistic so i might as well check out everything else the heron are like breeding right now so it sounds like jurassic park on this island it's super cool there's there's all kinds of cool stuff happening around us 
people get so wound up on like, I got to catch fish because I got to put a picture on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or I got to make a TikTok video of duck lips, me kissing a fucking fish, you know, who cares? Who cares? It doesn't fucking matter. Go catch bluegill. You want to go catch shit? It's just like the chicken farmer, right? So if I was a hunter, or I, I do hunt, right? If I wanted to just kill shit, I'd raise chickens because I just go out there with a fucking machete and chop their head off in the fucking garden. Who cares, right? If I wanted to like just catch fish for the fuck of it, I'd go get, I'd dig a pond, I'd put uh, bluegill in it, and I'd catch them, and I'd beat them over the head with a fucking Louisville slugger. Who gives a shit? <laughs> look, at, look at the fucking world you're in. I mean, you go down the Deschutes River Canyon, all these guys are like, oh, fish, fish. Oakley's, Sims, Sage, fuck you. You know, it's like, oh, sorry, you forgot that there's a giant herd of bighorn sheep up here. Oh, there's a cougar hunting them right up there. Oh, he's going to eat your ass too when you go back down to your Mercedes Benz. So have fun with that one. Oh, there's there's like 10 rattlesnakes over here mating. They're all intercoiled in a ball. You miss all of that. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Cougar and bighorn sheep fuck the rattlesnakes <laughs> yeah yeah but but what i'm saying is we have yeah. nature we have this whole experience around us and people forget about that not only that but let's go into summer right summertime middle of the day 95 <clears throat> 100 degrees jump off the bow with a drift boat and go swim in the river the mm-hmm. fish ain't gonna bite anyways they're gonna be dug into some stump they're like damn it's too hot out man and they're like these guys throwing all this flashy shit by me i ain't gonna bite that so go swim Drink your Miller or Coors Light or whatever else you're going to drink. Go lay out on the beach, get a sunburn, have fun, be out on the river, get the fishy smell going. Come on. You're, you're in Oregon, speaking of smells, have a gentleman's break. That's what we call it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't partake in it, but a lot of people do. I have no, no problem with the folks that do. But the thing is, is that, uh, uh, yeah, do something different. Don't just sit there and, and fixate on, I have to catch fish to put pictures on my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter. This, this whole a logarithm thing, these are the people that write that shit sit in their basement and jerk off. I mean, literally, they're in mom's basement. They weigh 450 fucking pounds. They pick their nose and they play with themselves to a fucking robotic jerk off doll. Fuck them. They're not out doing what we're doing. We're doing what we're doing. So I love it. I love it that you're out there doing that. And so do I, if you listen to our podcast and listen to anything Jay says, but, uh, <laughs> but, but speaking of your surroundings and back to my favorite fish to catch the carp, I love not only the, the beautiful things in, in nature, but you get the, uh, the industrial side of it too, which can also <laughs> be awesome to see, you know, it, it's cool. I, I enjoy that part of it. Um, I don't enjoy having to watch my back in some of the places that I go because it, it happens. There's, there's some sketchy areas that have good carp fishing, um, believe it or not. Uh, but it, it's fun. It, it's a good all around time. Oh, look at that boy. Is that a boy? No, this is girl. This is Hazel. She's, uh, she's, she's, a, she's, the, she's a cold blooded killer, believe it or not. Good. That's how <laughs> Damn good it. bird dog. Best bird dog I've ever had. See, I, I bought a lab, all, all my best intentions, getting back into duck hunting this year. I didn't even buy a hunting license, but 
I did go down to uh, Maryland. I did the uh, the meat eater trifecta. Oh, nice! I, I ate blue crabs. I shot sick of deer, and I caught stripers. So it was <laughs> that was that was the episode. So yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, I have family that lives down there, so it's going to be a yearly tradition now. Very cool. Yeah. How were the blue crab? They're the best. I I've never had Dungeness crabs. But the blue crabs hold a special place in my heart right beside Yingling because they, they go hand in hand. Now, uh, <laughs> did you eat them soft shell? I have eaten them soft shell before. We, we've used soft shell crabs as bait for, uh, for sea trout or speckled yeah. trout. And what, when we came back to the house afterwards, what bait we didn't use, we put on a grill and made white bread sandwiches, which is oh. cool because the legs were sticking out. Was, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, it, it was the best. I need to go get me some crab and clams right now. <laughs> I'm going to hop in my truck and I dump the boat off the back and run down to the beach really quick. I'll tell you what, they, my Maryland family has kind of shifted away from uh, crabs a little bit because the clams are the same price, but they're easier, not the clams, the oysters oh. are the price and easier to, to pick. <laughs> Oh man. Oh. So we grilled oysters. We ate oysters with hot sauce raw. It, it yep. was the shooters, dude. Shooters. Yeah, man. Yeah. And they get them unclean. So we don't clean any dirt off them. You're getting grime and yeah. big, sand, big pearls, everything. Yeah. It, it's the <laughs> dude. The, uh, Tabasco, lemon, bang, right off the shell, dude. Oh, they're so good. Everybody's like, oh my God, that's so gross. It's like, it's got ah, that oh my god it's so salt. good oh john have you ever had an oyster shooter yeah i've never had a shooter i've only ever had oysters rockefeller i mean that's good that's good but but you got to try a shooter like right out of the bed out of the bay like Man, you can't go wrong with that they, that <laughs> muscles right like you pick oh, them off oh. smoke brick filings muscles yeah Dude, I'm getting hungry. Dude, I just had dinner before this. Justin would would have loved this episode. <laughs> just speak, speaking oh, of getting hungry, Iria, uh, Crunch Wrap Supremes tonight. It was so good. The taco so I, I short, like that, but I made it at home. Oh, Ooh. nice. Got short ribs, and I put them in the pressure cooker with a. Uh, all kind of crushed red tomatoes and shit, and then uh, made a crunch wrap supreme. It was the best. You've been smoking a lot of meat. No pun intended, is from what I can <laughs> what I hear. I'd love to put that meat in my mouth, man. <laughs> you could say this is how I marinate my meat. You know, <laughs> remember that jackass episode? Yes. <laughs> so, what, what's like your favorite thing to to smoke right now, man? Like. What's your, you, you got any good recipes you're willing to share? Um, I, I will say every recipe I get is off Sam the Cooking Guy on YouTube. So check that out. But uh, not smoking, but grilling hot and fast. Um, skirt steaks. They're my favorite. They're my go-to. I, I could eat skirt steak every day. You can eat them tacos, nachos. You just have a pile of skirt steak. But uh. I marinate it in like lime juice and olive oil. It's, it's awesome. Skirt takes is where it's at. 
Oh. Yeah, we're gonna have to go. I've actually got some skirt steak in the fridge right now. I'm gonna have to try yeah. that out, dude. Yeah, check out Sam the Cooking Guy, uh, carne asada. It's, All right. It's the- Damn, that sounds good. <laughs> carne asada uh, i mean lingua whatever man I, I take all of it lingua is probably my favorite thing to eat mm-hmm. it's i can eat eight tacos right now <laughs> dude sounds so good <clears throat> well i mean we're we're sitting okay let's let's go back from food because i am getting super hungry hearing about this <laughs> <laughs> Ten o'clock here, so I've already had dinner. So we, we can talk. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, I've had dinner, but it's just like you, you know, we're talking carne asada, lingua, uh, you know, pollo. It, I, I'm just like, all right, here we go. So, um, as far as the podcast goes, well, okay. So we've talked a lot about the podcast, everything else, uh, as far as like what it is and everything. But my question is, is uh, what are your future plans with the podcast? I mean, are you willing to divulge some stuff or are you guys planning on go taking it like next level or are you guys just going to kind of maintain your status quo with it? Or, you know, what, what are you looking at? When, when, when does this air? Um, your call, John. Whenever you want it to air, Chad. Oh, I don't care. It's, I mean, I, typ- typically I'd probably slap this up Monday. Okay. Well, then we'll, we'll give a little heads up, a little, uh, little preview. Uh, Thursday, we're interviewing Cal from the Meat Eater. So that's no it. shit. Shit, man. I'm telling you. That's cool. <laughs> that's badass, dude. So, Mr. That, Callahan. Yes. Yeah. Old Cal five. I cannot wait to talk to, to Ryan. Um, my son, I actually gave him permission to skip baseball on Thursday because Cal's his favorite. Yeah. Yeah, you can sit in. You can you can sit in and listen to us talk to Cal, because uh, that's one of the people that we're probably gonna not not make too many small dick jokes about. Or, yeah, <laughs> you know, because the the people that we do that for, I I think normally we we think are gonna get a high listenership, so we try to be like kind of PG for those dudes, and then just bombard people in the face for uh for our normal shows <laughs> yeah i am so super pumped to talk to cal i cannot wait um it's i've been trying for probably three years just hitting him up on his dms every three months um it it's just gonna be it's fun and after that we don't plan man we're <laughs> we're horrible <laughs> we it's horrible uh there's zero plans um like look at the notes that we take is that's good (laughs) but yeah i I wish i could divulge some uh some other super secret stuff to you because i don't care i'll I'll tell you guys anything (laughs) yeah but uh but we don't we don't have anything in the works after after Cal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that's a pretty uh, remarkable milestone, you know. Um, that's 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 a huge milestone. That's that's a a, a big deal, and uh, especially the meat eater guys. You know, the meat eater guys are so big, and and they really do have a lot of uh, you know, man. Steve Ranella is, is a genius. And when, when we talk about like outdoors, outdoor marketing, yeah. I mean, 
he really is a genius. A lot of people hate on him. And, and anybody that's successful is always going to come with the haters because they're lazy, they're ignorant, they're stupid. They have no ability to articulate or be creative in their own mind, right? So the, the, you know, you have this fraction of like 5% of people that, that just hate. And so you have people like, oh, Steve Renault doesn't know what he's doing, blah, 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 you know? And, and those people basically live under a, a rock. You know, they're, they're shitheads. So uh, I have to give credit to Steve Ranella for inspiring myself yeah. to do a podcast because, okay, he's educated. A lot of people don't consider the fact that Steve's educated. Cal is educated. Uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, Yanni is educated. They're uh, well-spoken. Yeah, they're well-educated. Well they know what they're talking about, right? There's, there's a difference between bullshitting uh between the buddies and then actually know what you're talking about yeah and and those guys are through and through the most detailed accessible intelligent outdoor representatives that i have seen yes they wear fancy gear yes they use fancy gear yes they hunt places that we can only dream of however i have never once got the impression that any of the meat eater dudes would ever be somebody that wouldn't sit down and have a beer with you. No, absolutely. And uh, like I said, we've had Joe Cermelli on the podcast and we've had Miles Nolte on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Two of the most down to earth dudes that I would ever think about talking to. I still have Joe's phone number and I still text him once in a while. Like I will probably text him probably Wednesday or Thursday to see if he wants to come on our podcast again to see if, did you hear Ben? is done no yeah joe Cermelli's leaving meat eater oh really yeah he announced it this friday on their their podcast yeah so, i i have so going, many other media things to keep up with myself i haven't been able to listen to that yeah, yeah who, who wants to listen to their fishing podcast you know you only do a fishing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> do, do you guys find yourself in that situation where you have to you feel like you have to listen to other fishing podcasts to keep up on what's going on no, no i i don't uh i know john listens and we do we we listen to them but it's not like a mandatory thing right i listen to the other podcasts personally because i want to support other podcasts that's the bottom line it's like my download counts towards something right uh, and i want to hear what what people are saying but by no means do the, does it have any influence on on this podcast so to speak great ideas come out great uh conversations come out but we're all unique dude you know we are who we are we're individual human beings yeah, yeah man. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, dude, you know, I just like listening to people talk. I know that sounds kind of weird. Like, I, I'm a welder, dude. So I, I put my hood down, I crank my headphones up way louder than they should be. And I'm just welding and listening to people and then trying not to blow my weld out when I'm laughing at people. Like, I literally <laughs> listen, I've been binge listening to y'all's podcast and uh don't don't get a big head about it or anything you know but you know <laughs> it's like i'm just gonna about it <laughs> I, but i just i'm i just like the community you guys have built like even 
amongst yourselves. I know you guys are like lifelong friends and all this, but I enjoy listening to you guys just bullshitting and talking about your fishing or what's going on, you know, with your families and funny stories and stuff like that. And then you guys have these awesome guests. And like we were talking about earlier, they're just, it's unique. Every experience is unique. It's not like, hey man, fill out this questionnaire and then come on the podcast and file this non-disclosure agreement and all this shit. It's like, you guys are just dudes and it's fun to listen to. And that's what I like, man. And there's, there's like no other <laughs> podcast like y'all's to be honest. <laughs> we try our best. We try to be humble. Like humble. We're, we're definitely humble. We, uh, we don't think anything of, of ourselves, um, but it it's fun. And like I said, some of the most fun that I have is in the one conversation I have a week that is not at a fly shop when I'm with my boys and just kicking it. You know, we, uh, we have fun and the non-fishing stuff. Um, Mark, he always gets red faced and goes like this. He, he doesn't like taking like joining in in our banter and our silliness, but, <laughs> but, oh my God, it, it is so much fun. I, I love to get him like red faced and oh, telling big nose jokes about Jay. It, like I said, cause we've been lo- lifelong friends. So it's, it's just fun stuff. It, and I don't think that we would get together once a week and be able to do this shit if we didn't have a reason to get together once a week and do this shit. You know what I mean? It would just be like, oh, hey, let's go fishing once a month or something, you know? Yeah. But, but we see each other, and then we make it a point to go fishing with each other so we can kind of make content. So it's... Excuse me. It it helps the, uh, the camaraderie with the group even more. Yeah, and... and- I think, uh, you know, we always try to find that way to connect outside of like just fishing with, with our, with our friends, you know, um, some people that's, that's like all they know us for is like, yeah. Oh yeah. They fish a lot or you know, whatever. Like when we all die, they're going to be like, yeah, they, they could catch a lot of fish. They're really into fishing or, you know, what, you know, or they, they're really good hunters and they, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, they could, they could catch fish out of a, you know, a bathtub or whatever else. And, you know, I, uh, fishing is only one part of the whole factor, like camping trips, right? You know, it, so, so you take that into account or a picnic or, um, a barbecue, whatever, you know, there's, there's just so much more to it than, than just like the fishing. But some people, I think, I think they go through like this honeymoon phase and it takes like three to five years, right. Of, of, um, you know, I want to fish. I want to be like an expert and there's nothing else in life. And then all of a sudden they kind of like, Oh, well, you know, there's actually other stuff to do. Like, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. So it's not all about fishing. And I think that we got to remember, like, if you get that hard up into it, you might be a little bit OCD or, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's more to life than just fishing. So when I die, some in, if people ever listen to the podcast, they're going to say he was really an all right fisherman, but really good at beating off, you know, <laughs> a master of his, I craft. want, yeah, that's what I was going to say in my, in my eulogy, <laughs> he was an all right, but a great beater offer. Yeah. <laughs> that, 
Uh, we, we can share that one at our funerals. That sounds good to me. Because <laughs> the last thing I would want is anybody not to know that I couldn't weigh one out pretty good. By <laughs> just saying, just saying. Let me tell you about stamina by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Takes more concentration. Dude, you get some of that, some of that goat weed from the, from the, the Chinese station. market or <laughs> <laughs> no man we crush up stock trout and we we powder them oh dude it's like division three you know yeah. football is finest get some you know yeah. they're just just running rails did you just say d3 <laughs> yeah oh <my> <laughs> i'm thinking of a d3 school right now keep going john yeah dude you're just you're just doing rails of Stock trout skin. <laughs> yeah. It's the best we can come up with, man. This place is out in the middle of the fucking cornfield. Did you mean to slap me in that fight, son? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we broke Brian. No, you did not break me. I, I'm I'm trying to refrain from going full like ballistic here. I'm really trying so hard because I got I got like eight thousand things going through my head like Star Wars. This is like I'm like, what do I say? What 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 what's the what's the fucking closer here? Well, I I guess we do close it off here though. Shit, we've been we've been talking forever now. That's okay. This this has been good. It's been good, no, man. man. Yeah. However, whatever you guys want to do. I, I'm easy breezy, man. So don't <laughs> At least you hate it's when, another podcaster. He gets it. Don't don't you hate when guests say that? I'm like, all right, well, guys, uh, we've been talking for like an hour and a half. Uh, you have anything else to say? Oh, we yeah. haven't, we I haven't had what, what, yeah. what else you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. We we actually haven't had a guest do that. It's it's just turned into more rambling. It's like you know, it's like listening to Ram Jam. You know, Black Betty, like oh, Black Betty, you know, and it's just that's what starts going through my fucking head. No, no offense to our guest, I I just you know sometimes it just turns into that for me because like I'm like squirrel, you know, <laughs> got the dog here too. So so yeah, man. What what? So how do you want to close it? Well, this is your. I'm sorry. I, I will take the back seat. <laughs> let, let, let me get real close to my mic real quick. You know, a little ASMR. Um, uh, Chad, for real, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, dude, and this is awesome. It's 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 been a breath of fresh air, quite literally, just to sit down and bullshit with you, man. And um, is there – so where can everybody find y'all? Like, so if we – you got the SVS fishing on Instagram, but what are some other platforms where people can get a hold of y'all and talk to y'all and maybe set something up like this? Okay. Um, SVS fishing on Instagram, like you said, uh, I run that page. So you'll get a hold of me. Um, if you want to get me on my personal Instagram, it's full hard foods. Um, check that out because I'm full hard all the time. Um, <laughs> If you want to listen to our podcast, go anywhere where all right podcasts are being aired. Um, Overcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, um, and any of the podcast providers except Spotify, because I'd never set that up, uh, will we'll have them. Um, if you want to check out Mark, 
our one co-host and the runner of, or uh, the owner operator of Urban Fly Company. Check him out at urbanflycompany.com. Sorry, get my radio voice. Uh, <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, you can check Jay out at Dr. J. 83 on Instagram. You can check Jace out at Shanker J on Instagram. And that's, that's our four man crew. Uh, other than that, man, um, listen up. We got cow coming up. We had dudes from tight lines on last that that was a great show. Uh, go through the back catalog. Um, but don't go to anything before Matt Stockton because that's when we got our new, uh, our new podcasting equipment. So we were recording on just an, an iPhone and some shitty lob mics. So that's that's all I got to say about that, man. Well, dude. Like, don't call, all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, just thinking of like the cranky old buzzard that goes on YouTube and makes a bunch of misspelled word, like, you know, negative comment on something. You're like, oh, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, that'd be something else for me to beat off to later. <laughs> well, well, you can I'll just send that phone clip microphone, to you. Like, you know, like that. Put it on your bow. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll clip that for you and I'll send it to you. <laughs> You're gonna get them for this one, man. Yeah, <laughs> I just knocked over my fishing pole. <laughs> well, getting me me all excited. Well, everybody. As always, and thanks for listening to another episode of Working Class Fishing. This episode was actually brought to you by our first sponsor, uh, Troutlander Nets. Use the discount code Working Class for 10% off when you give Weston a message. He's uh, making handmade nets, truly American made in South Carolina. And uh, you can find us at Working Class Fishing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, our email is workingclassfish at gmail.com. I don't monitor that, so you'll be getting a hold of Brian there. Yep, and yep, uh, talk to me. And Chad, once again, thanks for coming on, man. Brian, you got anything? No, uh, last thing I want to leave with here is, is if you are still watching this video, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Also, make sure to leave us five stars on Spotify. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you have suggestions for the podcast, please email them over to workingclassfish at gmail.com or reach us through Instagram. And like John said, uh, please don't hesitate. So Chad, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. It was my pleasure. Can I give you guys one more suggestion for the, sure. for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold back on. <laughs> who, who? I said, don't have that Chad asshole back on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Fuck no. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody take care and eat your vegetables <laughs>